You're listening to the Dreaming Down Under podcast. If you're thinking about making the move to Australia, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Claire Strother, to chat about all things moving to Australia and hear stories of those who have already made their dream a reality. On today's show, I have Mark and Maria joining me. I met Maria through a professional community here in Australia, and Maria and her husband Mark very kindly agreed to feature in my upcoming book, Dreaming Down Under, and also on this podcast. Mark and Maria emigrated to Australia on an employer-sponsored visa just over six years ago, and are now Aussie citizens. Congratulations. Even though, from a visa perspective, things were a little easier for Mark and Maria, they still experienced challenges in settling in Australia. In this podcast, they share their practical insights about moving with children, living in and their love of Sydney, and the impact of COVID. What I found shone from Mark and Maria when they shared their story with me was their positive attitude, and that despite the challenges they have faced along the way, they haven't looked back. And six years on, their only regret is that they didn't make the move sooner. I hope you enjoy listening to the inspirational story of Mark and Maria. Um, Just to fill you in, Mark and I, we, and I may have said this, I can't remember, but we became citizens on Friday. Yes, congratulations! (laughs) That's a fantastic achievement. yeah that's the fantastic completes our story so so my my story very much began similar to the lady you were talking about yeah i think i had set my expectations too high as well yeah it's it's really um it's really difficult isn't it to um when you get here to then it's not what you expected and it's not what you thought to actually settle it can make it so hard and that was why i kind of thought we really need to Help. I've seen a few people really struggle, and and we struggled, and so when when did um just to kind of start back at the beginning? When how long have you guys been here? Six years. So oh I came wow! First in March twenty fifteen. Oh fantastic! Um, and where did you where did you move from? So we moved from we were just outside uh, Salisbury in Wiltshire. Oh uh, yeah. Alder, Alderbury. Yeah. And um, I came out slightly earlier. It was a job that brought me out. I was working yeah. for an American company in the UK, and they brought me out here. And then <clears throat> we had a slight complication, and our son was just about to go through um, GCSEs. So yeah. we decided to let him finish those at, in the UK. Yeah. And therefore, Maria and um, and he came out then about four months later after I arrived. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> little bit when Mark was going through when he was approached yeah didn't have to come out it was a choice yeah and Mark was approached about it but he had to be interviewed except for yeah. the job so we then had an evening with the children so the children were then back then they were 22 20 19 20 yeah six, 15 going on 16 yeah and uh, so we we sat down with them and asked them you know what they felt um, and surprisingly, it was our eldest who was about to go travelling. She was about yeah. to graduate from uni. So that's the other reason we delayed, I delayed coming out because I wanted to be there for graduation. Um, and she was going to go travelling for a year or so. 
So we thought she wouldn't care, but she was actually the one who was most reluctant. She said, "Oh, I'm going to lose my base." She said, "Oh, oh wow, happening. yeah, I want to have a base, you know." And we've been we've lived in the same house for about ten years. Um, they've been to school in a local yeah. town in Salisbury. Um, so, and all along, she's been the most difficult. So, well, so, having said that, she, all three of them turned around and said, "Look, because we, we've been talking about living abroad, or at least yeah. doing a short, you know." Two or three year posting abroad for a number of years yeah um and all three of them were very supportive knowing that we wanted to do that so they said yeah absolutely yeah. we'll support you you should do it now's the time blah 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 but interestingly she she's the kind of biggest home bird yes um, and therefore i thought okay, and as maria said i think she saw her base evaporating back in the uk and couldn't really think about um you know the other side of the world but um, it's been fine because we she... actually sold our house before coming out and yeah. they knew we were going to do that because we lived in a rural area where there was no guarantee we'd be able to rent it out all the time or yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. So we just didn't we... want to have to be paying that mortgage and paying rent out here. So we sold it. So it really was yeah Even though we at that stage were only coming out for a couple of years, it really was uh, you know, a, 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 a cutting the cutting the ties. <laughs> we were telling my mum was also <laughs> difficult. Yes. I, in the other I thought I was plugged in. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, the plug's not in. Sorry, it's just about to run out of battery. I just plugged it in. No worries. Uh, so, Jim, you, did your daughter ever come out in the end, Mac, or did she? Yes. Well, I, <laughs> yes. So, um, we, I work, as I said, I work for an American company, and they were prepared to pay for uh, myself, um, and Maria, obviously, and any dependents. Yeah. And, you know, we were lucky enough, they, they paid, were prepared to pay business class for us to fly out. What they weren't prepared to do was to pay for what they perceived as non-dependents. Yeah. So Charlotte, who was had finished university and was, was about to do some travelling, uh, they deemed her as a non-dependent. Wow, and yeah. So we had this rather unfortunate situation where we couldn't afford to pay for her to come out business class. Yeah. But the four of us, Maria, myself, my son, and Charlotte, uh, all came out on the same flight, and we were upstairs in a business class, and unfortunately our daughter was oh. downstairs in economy, which was slightly unfortunate. Um, now, Maria, Maria did actually make an effort, go downstairs, and, and ask to swap um, seats with her for a part of the journey. Yeah. Um, her story is that Charlotte was asleep, so we'll, we'll just leave it at that for now. Then I then went 
about four months after I'd been here, I flew back to the UK, we sold up, helped yeah. back up, and then the whole family uh, came out. But Charlotte, actually, uh, the, the, the one that came with us on the, who was in the economy flight, she only lasted about three or four months that first well, time. She was only, she was only planning yeah. to be here three or four months. So, yeah. so we she brought our it. dog out from the UK as well. Oh, fantastic. And she always jokes that we paid more on the dog than we did yeah. on her. <laughs> oh. um, but she... Yeah, she came up three or four months knowing she was going back to Europe to do a ski season and yeah. go on to do some travelling around Asia and South, South yeah. America. Um, and so she didn't really throw herself into it and she yeah. just left uni, left all her friends and didn't make any friends out here in that time. Yeah. She got herself a little job. So she absolutely hated it. Um, and when she finished her travelling, she went back to the UK and yeah. started working there. But she found she was missing family, missing us, yeah. so, and her siblings. So she, in fact, surprised us. Um, oh, wow. So Lizzie was coming back <laughs> at the end of term. So we went to the airport to meet Lizzie, and they hadn't told us Charlotte was coming out. Oh. Um, so she surprised us at the airport. We like doing surprises. Oh, that's lovely. And that, 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 that was great. Um, and, in fact, she's now still here. She's living in Bondi. Fantastic. Um, she's still the one who really not sure yeah because of her age she's now 28 so her friends back home are all getting married and yeah. big events like that babies um and because of covid of course she hasn't been able to go back and i wouldn't be surprised if she moves back next year yeah but i think back back to your your kind of the point of the call one of the points of the call is kind of surprises that we found that first stint, and we found it at our age, because yeah. um, most of our friends back in the UK, we'd met through school, you know, yeah. um, car parks, you know, yeah. dropping <laughs> off the young kids, and meeting friends and becoming yes. great friends over a number of years. Um, one of the things we have found, and, and Charlotte found it particularly difficult, and actually all children, well, the two girls found it, and we found it, it's very difficult to make Australian friends. Yes, yeah, so completely. found... <laughs> What we found now, James has made friends, but he went to an Australian school yeah. for years eleven and twelve, which is basically yeah. lower sixth and upper sixth yeah. um, back in the UK, and so he made Australian friends. But for the girls, even today, after five years, six years of being yeah. in Australia, most of their friends are people travelling through Australia, yeah. either on short backpacking um, holidays or people who are working here doing their two years and they've done yeah. their year, um, three months farm experience yes. to be able to stay a second year. Yes. And we understand now that because of the tyranny of distance in Australia, you've got these kind of very, you've got um, Sydney, uh, Melbourne, um, up the East Coast, and then, and then Queen, um, uh, Brisbane, Brisbane, yeah, is that children go to school they then go to university, typically within the same yeah. area. They live at home, even, for going to uni. Yeah. And so they build up this very, very tight-knit group of friends over an extended period yeah. of time. And even go and work with, you know, even yeah. when they're working, they'll, they'll have that same, same group. And, and it's not that they're, they're anti-people. Uh, it's just that they've got a group of friends. They don't need, necessarily. And so no. we and the girls... And we've heard a number of expats coming over here and living li living here have found exactly the same. Yeah, we have. The other thing they, they describe, they say the vibe is their word. The vibe is very different. In, it sounds like something out of the castle, doesn't it? Yeah. The vibe is very different in, in Australia to what it is in, in England amongst their age group. And yeah. Going out and the way, the different fashions, ways of dressing up, um, you know, all that side. Even our son who went to school for the two years. Yeah. says that so yeah. it's, um, 
But having said that, um, the middle one definitely wants to stay here. She loves it. So say yeah. the eldest one is really divided. She does love her time here, and she says she likes the standard of living. It's just the friendships. The yes, friendship yeah. Um, and, and with COVID, she couldn't get back for her best friend's wedding when she was supposed to yeah. be bridesmaid. Um, oh, so it's things like, yeah. things like that. And you never, I guess, so sadly, um, both my parents have uh, passed. One of them passed yeah. in the last couple of months, and so I yeah. couldn't get back for seeing oh, her in the last sorry. days or more yeah. and, and so you always have that distance. You know, it is yeah. minimum 23, 24-hour uh, journey time. Yeah. Um, often it's more because of uh, layovers and the time difference. And so you, you've always got that, that issue that you just feel that's far away. You know, if you yeah. were here for a, to live in Spain, it's a couple of hours on a plane. You can yeah. almost do that for a long weekend. You can't really do that from here. Uh, um, and and that, COVID has made that feel worse. So yeah. again, yeah. a lot of the girls' friends who had talked about settling here, COVID has made them yeah. want to go home because they yes. feel so far from I've got an 82-year-old mother who was coming out for two months every year. Yeah. Um, but obviously hasn't been able to. Yeah, that's sad. And then sad. our son, he actually chose to go to uni. Sorry, we, we're babbling on. But no, it's fine. I'm loving listening to your story. Um, <laughs> our son chose to go to uni in the UK because he'd seen both his sisters go through the campus. Yeah. And student house lifestyle and saw out here his friends just living at home. Decided, yeah. no, I don't want that. I want, I want to go back to the UK. Yeah. And lucky for us, we were on four, five, seven visas then, so yeah. he was treated as a domestic student in the UK. Yeah. And he would have been treated as a foreign student out here, so it was yeah. cheaper for us being in the UK. But that, I mean, that didn't, yeah. that wouldn't yeah. matter. We'd love to have had him here. Um, and of course, then COVID, and, and it was fine because he was coming home every holidays, coming home for a long time in the summer, yeah. UK summer. And in fact, lots of our UK friends joked that we were seeing more of him yes. than they were seeing <laughs> their, their children in the UK. Then again, COVID hit, and we this year we won't see him at all. We don't yeah. miss the whole of his twenty second year, um, yeah, which is really hard. difficult, um, isn't it? He came back at Christmas, and again we surprised um, everybody because <laughs> just my son and I, because he um, he was supposed to be coming out, and then his flight was cancelled. Yeah, um, that was with Emirates, and then my children, or the eldest in particular, kept saying to me, you know, Mum, because they saw me trying to get one other flight. She just got to accept she's not going to be out for Christmas. Yeah. it's not going to happen. We were hearing all these stories of people not getting out and not yeah. sure not getting back. And um, I, I came across a travel agent through somebody talking about her on Facebook. And I rang her and she actually managed to get James on a flight within half an hour of me calling her. Oh, fantastic. Um, and I kept it quiet from the family because I didn't want to get their hopes up and then he'd get bumped at the airport. Yeah. Anyway, he made it over. Oh, I brilliant. I quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. And I had to be quiet. You keep it secret for the two weeks. Yeah. And then surprise Mark. And then, um, oh, lovely. And then we surprised the girls about a week after that. Yeah, and, and bizarrely, so you know, I'd be talking to him on the phone, and, and we tend to use WhatsApp. Yeah. Local, so you don't get that international ringtone. Yes. So I would be phoning him, and it would be a normal ringtone, yeah. and it would be it's like twenty minutes away yeah. down in the CBD in Sydney in a, in a quarantine hotel. I had no idea. Oh, that's... So that, that was lovely. You know, the distance, the distance isn't look. The distance is a is a problem. However, for us, um, we we. I've been much more committed to, to Australia. Uh, Maria found it quite difficult in the first year or two. Again, yeah. the friendship, friendship piece was difficult. Um, I'd been brought over by my firm, so I was kind of doing what I wanted to yeah. do. Um, but we made the decision probably three or four years ago 
that we wanted to spend longer here and that the big thing yeah. was Maria who found a job that she absolutely loved with the Cancer Council um, and that really turned everything around and at that stage Maria then decided to do the transition so she could yeah. qualify here as a lawyer yeah which she hadn't decided to do because if, if we're only going to be here two years it, it probably wasn't worth it yeah so that yeah. was a major turnaround really and so yeah. From her getting qualified here, she's now set up her own business. That we've then decided well, we might as well apply for citizenship. Yeah. Not because we necessarily have finally made the decision to live here for the rest of our lives. We're leaving that open. Yeah. But yeah. it makes it easier um, yeah. for us to make a decision. So we could go back and live in the UK for three or four years and say, do you know what? We don't like the cold January. Yeah. Blow this. We're going to go back and live. And with a, being a dual citizen, yeah. there's no issue. There's no restriction. So we can come and go as we like. And that's fundamentally why we've done citizenship in, in Australia. Yeah, that, yes. we're the same. Yeah, we we got ours because then you can go backwards and forwards. So if we do have to have a period of time, you you know you're not having to go through it all again. You've got that yes, that yes. city got that passport, so <laughs> counting the days to make sure you don't overstay yes. <laughs> out of the country. The other things we surprised that when we got here well we moved here in winter and i hadn't realized sydney was so cold in the winter oh, we, we thought it was going to be like queensland yeah we did <laughs> when you're not particularly happy and not particularly enjoying it being cold on top of it yes and being we were in this little one bedroom flat that mark had been renting on his own to start with while we looked for a family house and um, and it was freezing because there's no heating, there's no double glazing. And I was actually going to bed in the evenings to keep warm. Yes. <laughs> By the next winter, we'd bought a lot of Bunnings um, heaters. Yes. We were the same. As Mark said, I took a massive step backwards in my career coming yeah. down here, which was fine because I'd, I'd, I'd become partner in the UK and I'd, done, yeah. you know, I'd tick all the boxes. So I didn't mind stepping back, really. Um, and it's been quite good in a way we having to do things like australian constitutional yes law, you know, yeah quite, quite good to yeah train and i've met some people along the way um but the other thing we were surprised at was that we got brought up on sort of Trafalgar, dundee and yeah you know seven little australians and other films and programs and meeting aussies in london as well yeah, yeah. so we were expecting it to be a lot more liberal and yeah. laid back, and laid back. Yeah. And then to get to Sydney and find that you know New South Wales is known as the nanny state and there are yes. all these regulations that people do stick to. And they're yeah. compliant. That's they're very compliant. Yes. So not only are there huge restrictions on everything, but the Aussies are very compliant. Yes. So yeah. you know, things like, um, you know, we're used to being able to walk our dog on the beaches. There's very few. I know it's like where you yeah. are. Where we are, there's very few beaches yeah. you can take a dog onto. Yeah. Um, they, 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 parking restrictions and having to park yeah. facing one way down a road. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Getting used to Australian drivers. They never, yes. say, they never say thank you. No. That. We make the assumption now that if anybody thanks us for letting them in, they're probably British yes. or some other European country yeah. nationality. Or Queensland. <laughs> no, Queensland yeah. um, but, but there's lots of positives as well. You know, I mean, yeah. there's all the negatives there and the things that surprised us. But, you know, the, the, the actual um, coffee shop. Yes. The coffee, the coffee culture. That, we, we weren't used to that. I, I used to do, back in the UK, I was always into things like Starbucks and Nero yeah. and all the coffee chains. I went back after I'd been here for four months and hated the coffee there because yes. I got used to all the independent. And yeah. coffee here is just, an, uh, you know, is just superb. It's you another know, level. Is, <laughs> and of course, got the, we've got the weather here that enables you to do that. 
yeah. much all through the year. Yeah. You could be sitting down for brunch in winter in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Not every day. Now, there are some cold days. But, you know, in a jumper and, and shorts, and you just don't get that opportunity no. in January back in yeah. <laughs> As we were saying earlier, housing's really expensive, but you can have a pretty cheap life around that if you want to, you know, because of the weather. So you can, even though it's cold in the winter, it's fairly dry in the winter. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you can spend a lot of time just walking. Yeah. Going on picnics, and, and even when you do do things like I think eating out, it's I cheaper. think it's cheaper here than yeah. it was in the UK, or better quality food. Yeah. Price. So the price you pay for a we thought it, we thought it was dollar for pound, didn't we? So you pay yeah. twenty, you know, twenty twenty five bucks here for a main course. Yeah. Back in the UK, it'd be twenty twenty five pounds. Yeah, so yeah. When you look at the exchange rate, actually, we think it, it's we not think that it bad. The housing, see, I don't think the housing is that much more expensive. We didn't live in London. We yeah. lived out in, a, in, in Sol- just outside Salisbury in a regional yeah. area. And so we're now living in, effectively, a, a city. And so uh, compared with London, I don't think Sydney, I mean, it's reckoned to be one of the most expensive cities in the world. I get yeah. that. Um, but it's a comparable pricing to some of the central areas of London, yeah. I think. And I, th- um, I think as well, because we're, we earn so much more dollars than pounds. I know when we've been back to the UK and we took... We only took like two weeks' wage, and my husband was like, "Where's all that money come from?" And I was like, "Because when we got it in pounds, it, it looked like loads, and um, and it was really in comparison. Like the wages are so much higher, and the cost of living is is in some respects higher, and the houses are higher. Um, I know, like we'd ring home and I'd tell my grandparents how much our rent was or something, and they'd they'd be really worried. But I was like, oh, "But you paid more, so it's all relative." Yeah. So <laughs> just yeah, seems a lot. Me, I wasn't because I because I took a number yes. down. Yeah. I wasn't paid yeah. 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 There, there are some other other big differences as well. Like um, over here, you you know the government, the company you work for pays superannuation, which yes. is essentially yeah. pension contributions. Whereas in the UK, you pay contrib- you pay pension contributions out of your salary. Yeah. You, know, you might pay three three and a half percent. The company will match three three and yeah. a half back in the UK. Over here, you know the the, the minimum because they realised years ago, uh, federal government here that there was going to be a black hole on pensions. Yes. So they yeah. forced all companies to pay nine and a half percent. So that comes from the company. That's a cost for the company, not out of your base salary. Yeah, it's fantastic. If you work for a government agency, then it's uh, 12.5%. And those are rising kind of each year anyway. So that's quite a major difference. Um, We can explain to our children, you know, you might not think super and pension sale in their 20s, you know, is important. But you get to our age and you wish you had put more away when you were younger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Salaries for jobbing staff much much better if you're a you know if you're a youngster and you're doing waitress work or you know yeah. meal work then the you know the, the, the salaries there can be what 20 25 bucks an hour back in the uk it might might be lucky if it's eight or nine pounds an hour so there yeah. you know although you don't get a lot of yeah. tips because the base salary is quite high so that's that's a little bit different for youngsters coming here i guess and it's also, I imagine, whether I imagine it and whether it's this part of Sydney as opposed to other parts of Sydney, but to me it feels safer at yeah. night and things like that. So well, least, yeah. And even our son, who's, who's 22 now, he said that he wants to, having graduated in the UK, he wants to come out here for a year, but then he wants to go back and, and start his career in London. Yeah. But he said when he's ready to settle down and have children, he'd rather do that in Sydney, which yeah. is quite interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Aussies shorten everything. Yes. If there's a shorter, abbreviated <laughs> you know, version of the word, they'll shorten it. You know, this afternoon is the Savo. Yeah. It, it, it does take a little bit of getting used to trying to that, that sort of spit by a common language, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think I, I found the funniest thing was, you know, when you're at the self-serve checkout and you've got, you're holding what we would call, or what I would call a courgette, and it's actually called a zucchini here, or yes, um, a, yes. a I would call a red pepper, and they call it a capsicum, and, <laughs> and you're trying to find it at the cell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yes. that's... And thongs. Yes. Thongs was the one that always got me. And my husband always refers to it as Fitbox, and I think Fitbox is a lovely name anyway, but he refers to it as thongs, and I said, no, no, call me Fitbox. Yes. <laughs> funny as well I've been called um, mate by a few women which um, for me is more of a greeting yes. for a man to a man not a woman to a woman correct, yeah. correct. yes and I, I, you know, I get men calling me mate but you say yeah. which sounds strange enough anyway yes. yeah. I, you know, yeah. discriminatory here but I feel that that should be to, to, to a male nice. and then as you say when you get female yeah it's really strange I mean, driving's pretty, pretty much the same you know all of most of on the roads are the same so driving the drive on the same side of the road as us so that's a that's a big bonus when you yes <laughs> very you similar use your, your english passport uh, a driving license for the first three yeah. months but then you got to get a, yeah. another one so that's all pretty straightforward have you always new south wales you know, australia is a massive country as well and yes you, you think before when you first get here you think about going to um the gold coast going to Uluru. yeah <laughs> Yeah. And I remember saying, oh, the beaches aren't any better than Cornwall. Cornwall's got lovely beaches, <laughs> which it has. But since then, and going out to places like Jarvis Bay and the South Coast, yes. and up to Port Stephens, up to Byron Bay, near a year, yes. um, it's just some stunning, stunning places. And, and it hasn't been spoiled. It's not like Spain, where you've got they can, loads of high rise. Yeah, they, they can't build right on the beachfront, can they? So you get that natural beach so you don't get like we were up near Scarborough in England was our closest um, closest proper beach and there'd be all the um, amusement arcades and it'd be real cheap and not very nice whereas here it's yeah. it's really well looked after and yeah they they make sure they keep it nice and yeah I love the well, beaches right, here. Virtually the whole of the east coast of Australia is a beach. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. sometimes with non-beach and we do say we do sometimes say that you know we really agree with it not being spoiled but it would be nice if they just spoiled tiny little pockets to create a bit like barley you know the yeah club, <laughs> that sort of club, club feel it'd be nice to have a like a little bar so you can actually get a drink or a coffee or have something to eat <laughs> we just take yeah. a picnic at the moment <laughs> and the, the other thing we do miss about home or pubs um, but the other is actually old buildings. You know, there aren't really yes. any pretty towns yeah. in Australia, not yeah. the way they are in England. Yeah, that is very different, very different. Um, yeah, we, we found that as well. And they don't have warm beer here either. So no. if, you're, if you're a bitter drinker, which I, I was, yeah. okay, um, you 
you can't get a decent bitter over here, which is the only thing I think I've found so far that I really miss from the UK. Most other things you can find here in various bits and yeah. pieces. Um, and even, you know, shop shops specialise in national food. Yes. English, <laughs> but bitter, you can't get bitter. Not in a nice, you know, nice pub. Yeah, no, and, that's... And just jump, jumping around, you know, just going back to when we moved out here, we were spoiled in that we were moved by Mark's company. So yeah. we can't really don't really have any experience of what it's like to organise it yourself or yes. to companies yeah. to how, how did you find, just picking up on something you said earlier, you brought your um, pet out, was that your dog? Did how, did, yes. how did you find that process, putting them into the quarantine and packing them up and everything? Was that quite easy? Or? Yeah, to be fair, for us it was. Um, so at the time... There were two quarantines. So going back to the UK, we, we did pay a bit extra because yeah. we get, gave it to a, um, a company so we wanted them to organise yeah. everything yeah. Um, rather than us phoning and talking to yeah. hospitals. So they, they literally, they came to the house to collect the dog. They looked yeah. after it for a few days before and then obviously transported. And then, over, uh, and then over here... Um, at the time, back in 2015, there were only two quarantine centres in Australia. One was in um, Melbourne, yeah. and the other one was in Sydney. The Sydney one has subsequently closed down. Right, so yeah. bringing animals in now, you have to go through Bring, the Melbourne. So you've yeah. got an additional pain yes. if you yeah. live in New South Wales of getting it from Melbourne up to New South Wales. But for us, uh, and the quarantine was only 10 days. So yeah. the dog was only yeah. in quarantine for 10 days. Uh, if you come from some of the other countries in Europe, it can be as long as 30 yeah. uh, more. Um, but actually, it was relatively simple for us. You can't visit your animal during yeah. those 10 days. Um, but frankly, for 10 days, it's it's neither here nor there. Yeah, Simba yeah. was eight at the time, and he coped with it brilliantly. We oh, brilliant. We that we got him. He, no, he settled in straight away. Oh, know, fantastic. As soon as he was with people, he just liked being with people. So as soon as he was with yes. us, he was <laughs> Um, we actually did it over quite a period of time because we knew Mark was in his one bedroom yeah. flat. We actually left Simba with his sister in the UK for about yeah. six weeks while we settled over here. Yeah. Um, yeah, he still remembered us and there was no. no oh, fantastic. He's still with us today. Yes. Not quite as fit and healthy as he was, no. but he's still here. So that's, that's good news. Oh, and that's not brilliant. Going on many beaches. He likes life out here. You know, he's, so yeah. he's a golden retriever, so 14 is actually quite nice. Oh, fantastic. Oh, it's and, and so for people who are going to bring animals, again, I didn't realise that, so certainly in the dog, for dogs, it may be different for other animals, they don't, so during the transit, they yeah. don't feed the animal, um, they give it water, uh, yeah. clearly, and they spray the, it comes in a box, yeah. that sounds dreadful, comes in a, <laughs> a, a crate um, with holes, um, and, but they spray the crate with a pheromone, which is what um, bitches give yeah. off during, um, when they've had puppies, and it's yeah. supposed to calm the dog oh, down, fun. Yeah. they don't give them food because then they're, they're not being uh, looked after by a, a person on the yeah. flight itself, yeah. so it could choke or, or whatever, yeah. and so they don't feed it. Yeah. I think another thing which people might not be aware of coming from England, we took for granted the art scene in England, particularly yes. theatre and the yes. accessibility to theatre. Whereas out here, there's very few, even in Sydney, I think Melbourne there's more, but even yeah. in Sydney, there's very few big professional theatres. Yeah. And, and I think there's a few um, 
like rep theatres, but even then, not that many. Yeah, it's it's very different culturally like that, and it's something I thought I didn't expect would be so different. Um, yes. because we're, we're culturally well there's a perception that culturally we're very similar um, and we are in some respects but there are some really big differences sometimes yeah. you've, hit, yes. you've hit the nail on the head and that's one of the things we found yes we have a common language and therefore I think yeah. in Australia there would be England in the southern hemisphere yeah. it's not, it's Australia no it is Australia history, <laughs> very different culture um, and again I don't think we were really planned for that no. yes. and you can see the, the, the kind of I think there have been three really main influences on Australia clearly the British influence yes. from uh, and that probably lasted up until maybe the 60s possibly 70s yes. uh, and then the other two big um, influences over here is clearly the American influence because if you look at you know yes. it's a federal system with states yes. as they do in the US so yes. very different to the UK each state has its own constitution its own yeah. rules etc so that's very different but then also you've got australia is at that pivot between the west and the east and so you've yeah. got a very strong asian influence yeah um, both in terms of cultures food um etc and so you've got that you can definitely see those three and, and yes. australia kind of struggles i think if 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 some of the issues with China hadn't happened over the last two years, yeah. with COVID and uh, some of the other issues with the yeah. South Pacific, uh, South China Seas, I think Australia was certainly going far more towards China as a big trading company, yes. that country. Yeah. You've got all the foreign students from China yes. and, and the Far East coming in here, which is driving huge revenues into the universe. And property investors. Property yes, investors. it's driving a lot of... Yeah, university fees. I know on the Gold Coast, which is near where we are, the university fees are through the roof um, because the Chinese can afford it and they get so many Chinese coming in and buying yeah. property and all but of the apartments. It's, and yes, yeah. it's interesting. It's a, for, it's a problem for the unis because they become, they became, uh, the last 10 to 15 years, maybe longer, they've become so dependent for that mm. income yeah. from those foreign students. And of course, that's now yes. curtailed. And lots of them yeah. are really struggling financially yeah. um, until they can get those foreign students back oh. in. And as Maria said, property prices over the last, geez, uh, the time we've been here have just rocketed. Yes, yeah. Chinese, um, not even, uh, bought, they're bought unseen. They're, they're, yeah. they're literally phoning and they're, they're bidding. Yeah. It's all done by auctions. Houses are uh, yes. auctioned here rather than as we... we yes. Um, generally i mean again our children were at the end of their school yeah. but if you've got younger children you're bringing out i think yeah. you really need to do your research because yeah. the education yeah. is different even with james because he'd taken his gcse's we yeah. thought oh, this would be a good time to move here yeah because you know then it's the next two years it's different out here anyway they don't yeah. really have that big exam at 16 plus his syllabuses were quite different yeah. so like chemistry he was really good at chemistry in the uk now, he may not have been at A-level, we don't know, um, yeah. but he said that even just the way they taught things or the way they, they calculated things was very yeah. different in maths, with very different systems. So, you know, it's not just a matter of pick up and start yeah. off from where you were. I think you've got to expect there's going to be a period of adjustment and you've yeah. got to give yourself time. You know, we yeah. took a good year, and as Mark said, 
having a job I enjoyed made a big difference because yeah. I, I started off as a paralegal in a firm which I absolutely yeah. hated yeah um really hated that and so that added to my I don't like yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah. missing friends, like we were talking about earlier, missing family, missing friends, yeah. um, you know, not enjoying my job, uh, it was winter, all these negatives, uh, yeah. and then when I started, the job I had with Cancer Council was only for a year, it was just yeah. it was filling in someone's maternity leave, but it really was the turning point because yeah. I was enjoying it, so I think you've just got to give yourself time and not make rash decisions yeah. too quickly, I think... I... Um, I kind of saw it as a stepping stone as well, Maria, because I was like you, like I was um, um, virtually, a, well, I went through a different route in the UK, but um, so I didn't get admitted as a lawyer. I was like a legal executive, they call it over there, but I'd done my degree and I'd done my PLT, but I'd done my legal practice course. And then I came here and ended up being an assistant to basically a legal team. So I had people who were younger than me in a lawyer position um who were like in the 20s um kind of looking down on you because you were in that assistant role and I know it's it shouldn't be like that but it is in a sense and I, I had to let go of my my ego and my pride I suppose and just I kind of saw it as a stepping stone I thought right well I've got this job and then I can hopefully get a paralegal job and then I can hopefully get a grad job and then by that point I'll know whether we're staying or not and I can do my conversion so yeah it was it was a massive step back it's probably took about five years for me to catch up again but um it was um a surprise really <laughs> I know I, I know exactly where you're coming from because for me lots of sisters were my children's ages yeah because we were I was 52 51 when we moved here yeah um so that was another reason why I wasn't going to I wasn't going to convert yeah because I thought I don't really want to but then I soon realized that I didn't yeah. have any experience in anything other than law and the area of law I did you haven't really got those transferable skills yes. if I've done something commercial that could yeah. be different but, yeah. Um, How did you I find did, your oh, convert? I had a real sense of achievement when, yeah. I, when I actually did do it, and I was admitted. And yes. I said to my husband, "Oh, I don't want to go to an admittance ceremony. You know, to be moved. <laughs> Can I not just get stuck to the post?" But I'm so glad I did. Yeah, it was. It was and how did you find your conversion, Maria? Did you um? How did you find doing that conversion course and everything? So, so I only I had to do I only had to do five right. subjects. Yes. Yeah. Which I, I did in the evenings, and then, yeah. so it was, it was actually quite interesting. Again, I moaned about it. Yes. It was years since I'd left uni, um, and I moaned, and but actually did find it quite interesting. Yeah. I didn't have to do any PLT at all. Yeah. Um, because of my twenty-eight years, yes. and I didn't have to do any college subjects. Yeah. That. Oh, fantastic! Um, so after the five, um, the five. LPAB yeah. Subjects, did you do that? Did you do that at Sydney Uni? Yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, because I lived in Brisbane, um, at the time, and the University of Sydney was, I think it was eight hundred dollars a module. So that was only just short of five grand, but it was five grand nearly for one module in Queensland. So, wow. so it was cheaper for me to fly down, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I think it was for um. It was just four weekends a year. I just flew down and and did that, and then I drove to an exam centre just over the border in Lismore, um, for the exams. And yeah, no, it was um, 
interesting but good to it was a really nice ceremony as well um getting admitted here it was like my family actually happened to be over here at the time so mum and dad got to come to the to the court and see it but it was really really lovely like it's like a big tick in the box and that you finally made it back to where you were um did yes yeah yes <laughs> did you have any um conversion to do mark with your like with your occupation you were all good no what what do you do no, I, mark I, I was um, so I, i'm a um i work for a, an american company which is an industrial yeah. organization so i was a um a senior exec in yeah. a company in, in um, the uk so they moved yeah. me across here i became a, a i ran the new south wales and act states um, but no, there was no conversion. Um, yeah. They were very outgoing, very um, uh, um, welcoming. Yeah. Um, so when I moved over here, because you know you do wonder when you're moving into a country, you know, do they see you as being parachuted in by the yeah. parent company? And, you know, yeah. Why aren't they recruiting locally? But there was none of that. Well, certainly not not to my place. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and um, so no, I settled in straight away. And, Fantastic. And well, I always say it's the first day I arrived. Maria says it was the second day. <laughs> like the first day. Um, and actually, I I've never looked back. I've yeah. absolutely loved Australia. I love everything about it. Um, oh, you know, fantastic! For me, I probably I wouldn't go back. Yeah. I've, you went for holidays. Yeah, no, I'd go back. Um, yeah. you know, ideal world, if we had the money, it'd be nice to go back to the UK for maybe three months for their summer. Yes. Um, yeah. The other nine months come out, go yeah. out, you know, live live over here. Have you been? Um, but that that's that's further down the line yeah. from when we get to to um, retirement. But yeah, but I just love it here. You were you... promoted quickly here, weren't you? And you wonder whether that was because of being in a smaller yeah you know, in the UK where there's so many more employees. Yeah. So much more competition, whether that would have happened or not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think that's, depending on what you do, um, you know, whatever your skill set, you know, know, a tradie or a nurse or a doctor or a business, it's quite a small market. um, Yeah. You know, and certainly if you want to go out and live in the regions, that's, that's doing it tough. Yeah. Um, Particularly over the last couple of years, at least within the CBD, well, within yeah. areas it's there's a bit more opportunity yeah. it's nowhere near the opportunities that you'll see back in the uk no and again yeah. you've got this distance issue so yeah. if you i don't know if, you know i used to I, when i was in the army i used to live in surrey but travel up to lancashire yeah. every every monday morning and travel back on a friday yeah. you can't do that here. Um, you know, it's a night it's a 10-hour drive to yes. get to melbourne from sydney i know when not gonna happen when we were first coming out, just before my husband got um, a job offer in a place called Maury, um, and I got to work and he'd, he'd text me saying, oh, I might have a job in Australia. So I Googled it and it, on the map, it looked really close to Brisbane. Um, and then I, it was a five hour drive. And I thought, I thought, oh, this is perfect. So I'll be able to work in Brisbane. Dan can work in this place called Maury. And, and yeah, it's like a massive reality is to you kind of see it on the map and then you think that's five hours and then you're thinking how far is it to get right across like the distances are just amazing and i don't think think if you we we know i think the first time we really appreciated 
appreciated how big this country is is when you fly into it. Yes. You know, the, the, the pilot, because we flew in and they said, oh, we're just passing over the West Coast, Perth or whatever it was. And then think you've still got another five hours of flying yeah. into Sydney. I mean, yes. You know, five hours, you can go from one end of the UK and almost back again. Yes. And I know when, because um, I'm from Hull, which you'd probably tell from my accent, um, I know one, one New Year's, me and my friend decided to just last minute drive to London for New Year. Um, we'd never done it before and see all the fireworks and everything. Yeah. And our families thought we were crazy and that was just a three-hour drive. <laughs> and people here yes. don't, think, don't think two minutes about a ten-hour drive. They don't think twice about it. So it's, um, yeah. it's amazing there's... What? differences <laughs> once you're in the cities people don't go anywhere do they? no in, no in Sydney in particular people don't go we're on the north of the bridge people and then you're east of the bridge yeah people in the eastern suburbs very rarely come over the bridge and we very rarely go over the bridge uh, the other way yeah, I yeah found... in the uk we never used to think anything of sort of traveling yeah. on a weekend to go to the beach or... yeah i find people stay in their suburbs as well because they've yeah. got the they're like um a, like a centre really where there's a Coles and a Woolies and a Liquor Land and the and the cinema they've got all those and the doctors and everything they've got all of those in in those like centres um so I find people just don't even leave the suburbs sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have, have you two always? Oh, sorry, Mark. <laughs> I was no, just. I was just going to say, Claire, that certainly not at the moment. Nobody's travelling. Oh no. No, yeah, we've. Yeah, have you been in a lockdown? You've been in lockdown yes. since you birth. Oh, you yeah, poor we, things. We, we've been well, permanently locked down we, since we, about June. Yeah. It must be what nine weeks, ten weeks. End of June. So, wow. but, but it, it's it's it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna belittle the lockdowns at all because some people are really finding yeah. it trouble. It's not been as bad for us in our. We're in the Northern Beaches. Yeah. It's one of the largest. Um, yeah. LGAs certainly in New South Wales yeah. and Sydney and so we've we've got quite a lot that we can go out and do we can yeah. go from so essentially from Spitbridge we can go all the way up to Palm uh, Palm Beach which is yeah. like an hour of well 40, 40 minutes up the coast yeah. um, and we're still within the same LGA yeah. um, so it's it's not it's not been as bad I think the issue is you, you know for a lot of people who can't get into work yeah, that's terrible. And having young children, having children, which we haven't had to do. Yes. We've still got one daughter living at home, and um, we've been fighting with her over office space. But... Yeah, but it's completely different to having a five-year-old who you have to entertain every minute yes. of the day whilst you're trying to, you know, work. Must be so difficult if you've got young children like that. It must be terrible. Have you guys always lived in Sydney, or have you lived anywhere else? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, fantastic! It was the, the, the lure for us, for me, when I was offered the role uh, in Sydney was Sydney. Yeah. Um, if I'd been offered the role in Melbourne, I'm not sure we would have come. Yeah. It's difficult to say, um, but I'm not sure we would have done. It's certainly Sydney for us. And when uh, we we and I spent quite a bit of time in Melbourne over the last yeah. five, six years for work and stuff. And it seems to us that Melbourne is very much a young people's yeah. place. It's very vibrant. They've got a huge culture. Yeah. Sporting facilities are better. You know, there, there's a big, you know, there's this big thing between Sydney and Melbourne about who provides the best coffee. Yes. <laughs> in the winter in Melbourne. Well, it's more like, well, they get <laughs> more like four seasons yeah. in one day. Yes. Like UK in winter, but yeah. in the summer. 
so for us Sydney and particularly where we are we're, we're kind of on the east of Sydney so we're yeah. around the harbour and it doesn't yeah. matter where you drive you're, you're never that far from the harbour so yeah, you're always wow. seeing it so if we were out west I, I'm, I'm not sure I particularly want to, to no. be out west because it's not as you might as well be back in the UK frankly yes it's um, the only other time we'd ever visited Australia, so bearing in mind, as I say, I was I was 51, Mark was 52 when we came out. The only other time had been 23 years beforehand when we'd um, gone to Brisbane, to yeah. Marple, for a two-week holiday over New Year. My parents came with us. And I was in no hurry to come back to Australia. You hated it. I felt, wow. I felt as though it was just too far and didn't yeah. offer enough when we got here. Yeah. Um, and the only reason we came to Australia this time was, as Mark said earlier, we fancied living abroad for a bit. Yeah. And it was only, you know, Mark tried for a job in Canada, that didn't come off. Um, so it was only Australia that was coming up. Yeah. And it came up a couple of years before we actually took it. And my father had just died, so I didn't want yeah. to my mother. So, so we said no. And then it came up again. And I thought, I can't keep saying no yeah. to Mark. You know, I want to give him the chance to to try it. Um, and that is, you know, that, that is why we ended up in Sydney. Uh, yeah, it wow. Wasn't, it wasn't, oh, we it's... really want to go and live and work in Sydney, but we got so glad oh. we did. And, and even talking to the children, even having said about the issues with friendships, yeah. none of us regret it. No. We're all glad yeah. we let it go. If we'd stayed at home, we'd still yeah. be doing the same old thing, still be on the same hamster wheel, yeah. still paying that old mortgage. <laughs> well, you know. and, it... and, and we just don't regret it at all. It's not for everyone. No, I'm no. I'm not saying everybody else. Some really good friends who were thinking of moving out with his job, yeah. um, and he brought his wife out, and they're they're very family orientated. Yeah. She's got three sisters, and they spend a lot of time with them, and they decided it just wasn't they, yeah. it was just too far. They, yeah. they did not want to make that commitment. So it's not everybody. No, and quite a quite a few of the girls' friends, they'll be out here for a couple of years. They'll be with their partners. Yeah. Um, but then their families are back in the UK, and so they're kind of planning on having yes, children, and, and, yeah. and etc. And so they want to be with their families. And so yeah. you know, a number of that age group come out, they experience the backpacking lifestyle. Yeah. They go beyond that, maybe a couple of years, and they actually get jobs here. Um, yeah. But then when it comes to kind of family and having that support structure around, yeah. them, because they've not broken into a maybe a, a, a local community, um, they tend to go back. So it is. You do have to think carefully about coming yes. out here. Yes. Yes. Uh, for us, the only thing I, I was just going to say on, on location, and, and with all due respect to, to you who do live up in in Queensland, <laughs> I wouldn't live in Queensland for all the all the places in China. <laughs> well, there's I'm... too many snakes. There's too many crocs. There's too many spiders. There's too many jellyfish. There isn't anything that moves up there that doesn't seem well, to kill you. I'm Sydney. Yeah, I'm actually just over the border into New South Wales, but. We live in um, part of a rainforest and there's living snakes and all sorts, but I'm get I'm slowly getting used to everything now because you just don't you just don't deal with it as a Brit, do you? You don't deal with giant spiders or um, like we found we've got an outdoor fire like a fireplace an old fashioned one on our veranda, um, and um, we found that a snake has been living in the back of the fire. <laughs> And we we only found that out because my husband lit the fire and obviously the snake was asleep in the back and started to get burnt and started coming out of the fire. But oh, um no. I, but, I, honestly I I think I have a heart attack just seeing the snake around here because we live quite close to bush um here where we We've never seen one Yeah, oh you come to my six years six years we've never seen Yeah, and I think 
I think that in if you are living in the city and especially down in near Sydney and whatnot, you're not going to see um like because my my dad was really worried about the wildlife but it's just silly if you're in the cities you're not going to experience it it's only if you do go somewhere else or if you're like us and decide to go live on a farm or something um and it does it does you do see the wildlife and you do have to be aware but generally day to day in the cities you're not gonna see it um not gonna see those things Yes. Oh, um, how has it affected your family and friends back in the UK? Has, has anybody struggled with you moving, or um, or has yeah, everybody so, so been, been okay? A few things. Um, certainly, social media has helped. Yeah. And if I could not have lasted in the sixties when they came out. No. Out my and yeah. I had to write letters and you know, make the old, very expensive phone call, I, I would have been back home. Yes, um, so yeah. with, with WhatsApp and FaceTime, that's my that's another view. So that's really helped. My mother goes up and down. She was really yeah. she was so much better. I was dreading telling her we were coming out. Uh, she was so much better about it yeah. than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, she comes out she for got... three months every year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So that's made a massive difference. Yeah. Um, so she can come over on a visa, a holiday visa, yeah. stay for three months. We, we, you can actually come over for the year as long as you leave the country. So you can come over here for three yeah. months, fly to New Zealand for a weekend, come back. Yes. For three months, <laughs> we haven't told yeah. her that yet. Um, <laughs> she, she'll be 83 in December, so she won't be for much longer. No. So, so I will need to start. But that makes a difference. Yeah. I've been back to the UK once. Yeah. I was supposed to go back this July, just gone. Yeah. My son's graduation, we couldn't because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that was one thing. The other, um, what we told, she, she was really upset when we told her we'd taken citizenship. Even yeah. though I explained to her it was to make travel easier, she was still, that, that did upset her. She sees her, it as a permit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I've got a WhatsApp group of friends yeah. back in the UK, and only recently, about a week or so ago, and I think, again, it's because of the citizenship, they were talking about, well, you know, when are you going to come back? And yeah. aren't you missing your roots? You know, we really like living somewhere where we've got roots. And we've never really had roots as such. Yeah. Have we? You know, both our parents weren't living in the towns that yeah. we brought up no. in. Um, they, they've moved away. And yeah. Around. My parents lived in France for a bit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't think that's something and our that's kids bothered us and too our much. Kids didn't. We didn't bring our kids up in one house yes. all of their lives. We yeah. moved around a bit. four or five houses yeah. in the UK. Um, yeah. So for me, that's not too big a thing, but it would be from there, you know, that, that was, there's four of us in the group, three of them all yeah. say, no, I just couldn't give up. That. Yeah. Um, so I think for a lot of people, it would be an issue. But for us, your sisters have been great. They've been out to see us. Um, Both have been out. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Our mother was in a, already in a home with dementia, which yeah. um, when we came out, so that was good and bad you know on the yeah. one hand it was hard for mark they couldn't go and see her but on the other yeah. hand she didn't remember we were out here yes so, yeah, yeah. It's, it is difficult i suppose with that happening during covid as well um it i like i know somebody who the the year before well no sorry two years before they flew back um to their parents who passed one parent passed away um but it's even more difficult i suppose when Covid's happened and you can't actually get back. Yeah. 
Yes. So well, that's. Yes. Yeah, I was worried about getting back into Australia. And yeah. Like Mark said, because I said to him, well, you know, you should go back. I would go back. It's my mum. And he said, well, I've said my buyes to her because each yeah. time he didn't expect, because she was a lot older than my mum. So yeah. his mum was 98 when she died. But actually, the funeral in many ways, I mean, it's, it's different from Mark because it's his mum. And I'm sure yeah. he doesn't feel this, this. I'm sure he yeah. would love to have been there. It was actually, we streamed into the funeral yes. at midnight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, We've done that before. Beforehand. <laughs> we had some cocktails. We were sat there with our, our daughters. We were able to talk because they yeah. couldn't hear us. So we were able to discuss things as they were happening. Um, and actually, it was actually not a bad way to attend no, the funeral. It, we... was, it, it was hard seeing family on on camera and not being yeah. able to talk to them, not being yeah. able to touch them. And, and yeah, yeah. Um, that side, and to say that even worse for Mark. Um, but it was actually it was an experience that we wouldn't have had, and, and yeah. it wasn't as bad an experience as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. We we found because we've had three people pass away since we've been here, um, and one we were able to Skype and to, um, to link into the camera so that we could see the ceremony, and the other two we weren't. But we just had a really good. We we both booked a day off had a day out doing what the person would have loved to have done if they'd come yes. here. And we actually celebrated it more than, it was more of a positive um, rather than yeah. if we'd been back home. I mean, we were upset, obviously, but if we'd been back in the UK, it would have been a, like really dark and horrible, do you know what I mean? Whereas we actually celebrated them more. And yeah, we loved that, that side of it because it changed um, how we dealt with, someone passing away I suppose uh, yeah, and, I, and I think back, back to the question about friends I, I, certainly in the first two years we were here yeah. we did have quite a few people come out and visit yeah. so they, they used us as a base of camp, not just yeah. family but friends that they'd come and stay, they've always wanted to go to Australia they yeah. now saw it as an opportunity um, and I do remember saying to Maria if, if I never go back to the Blue Mountains to show people around <laughs> the again that will be fine I think in two years we went up to about 12 or 14 yes. times we had a kind of a, you know, established route that we could take people to show them there was one um, time, do you remember when you dropped Chris and Ali off at the airport yes. and then picked up your sister and brother and said hi yes. so there were pictures in a bedroom that was constantly being, being used and I think that and that was quite nice because that still you, you still feel connected back to yeah. your friends in, in the UK. Yeah. And of course, this type of medium, you know, uh, yeah, video, whether amazing. it's WhatsApp groups, Maria absolutely got through the first year because she had this WhatsApp group called Empty Nesters, which were kind of um, old. Um, well, they were mothers of um, children. Yeah. And four of them, the children were now of an age where they. And so Maria would wake up in the morning. And she'd reach for her phone, and of course she'd have a day's worth of yeah. the other three engineers <laughs> talking to each other. Yeah. It lasts about 20, 25 minutes. She would then add her comments, and then you know the next day she could. Yeah. So it's a great way of keeping connected with those people. It's and fantastic. That made a big difference to Maria particularly. And then yeah. again, to Ed Sword, because they wondered whether they were making it worse for me by keeping in touch, yeah. but yeah. not at all. Without their um, you know, their, their support, I would have found that year even harder. A lot of the negatives in the last couple of years, though, were negatives whether we'd been here or in the UK. They're COVID yeah. negatives. So, yeah. so we, you know, we, we couldn't go back, as I say, to, you know, I feel so in many ways we've abandoned our son. You know, we couldn't go yeah. back to help him move out with student digs. 
um, you know, all that sort of thing, which we normally do. Yeah. Uh, but that would have been the same if we'd been in the UK yes. because of the yeah. COVID restrictions. Um, yeah. You know, we wouldn't have been able to do that anyway. Yeah. So, and, and if there hadn't been COVID restrictions, we'd planned to fly back to help him. So we wouldn't yeah, be able to yeah. Help him. So um, yes, it's a long flight. The time difference. I haven't really allowed for that. That does make a difference because there's times yeah. when you know something might happen in the middle of the day, and I really want to tell my mum about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> or you might want to speak to your bank in the UK to sort something out, and you you've got to do that at nine o'clock. Yeah. Night, you know, you're tired, and you just don't feel like it. Or, you know, you might be doing a glass of wine, and you're not saying yes. anything. <laughs> we we had that a little bit because um. When my husband proposed, we wanted to tell my mum and dad, well, our parents, before we told anyone else, well, could we get in contact with my mum? <laughs> and we couldn't tell anybody until until we'd told them. And it took, they'd actually, they were in Spain and she'd not switched her phone on or something. So we got, it was like, How long ago was that? Oh, that was 2016. So... Um, yeah, four, five, four, five years ago. So, um, so that took um, that was one thing. Like you, you are stuck to those timings, thinking, oh, what time is it now? And I know our our clocks change here this weekend, and then I think the yeah. UK's change. We have like three weeks where it's a different time. Um, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's yes, like trying to work out what time it is again. <laughs> so. But, oh. but on the upside. You know, Maria and I, we do a lot of, you know, because we're, we're both at home, we do a lot of walking. And we'll be walking, uh, we go a lot to Manly along the front there, yeah. or some of the, the, the beaches. And you'll be walking along there either at sunset or we occasionally yeah. go up at sunrise. And you're just walking along there and thinking, what, why on earth did we not do this yeah. years earlier? Yeah. Why, yeah. If, if our, our only regret, if we're honest, our only regret is we didn't have the opportunity when the children were young. Yeah. Because it's such an outdoor life. Yeah. Here. You know, yeah. they would have been into surfing. They would have all been yeah. going to little nippers on the beach. Yes. And, you know, we're, on the, we're on the beaches. We're on the northern beaches. We wouldn't live anywhere else, I don't think. Yeah. So in, in, living in England and, not, and only having had that one visit to Australia when I wasn't overly impressed, if, if it could be opportunity to come up when the kids were younger, I must have said no because yeah, I would have been taken yeah. away from their grandparents. And, yeah. Um, and I must be wouldn't to, which now I think oh yes I wish wish I had yeah, yeah. but at the time I really don't think I would have done yeah it's interesting it's got to be the right time I think for you to be coming so yeah and it can it can be that you come out and it doesn't work and you go back but then you might come back you might get back into UK life and think actually no I really do need to change and get back to Australia um exactly. and and I know when. Sydney was, as I say, I've only been back one, once in the six years. Um, we were two years in, we went back for this year's yeah. graduation, and um, and I missed Sydney more than I was expecting. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and that, <laughs> and that then cemented that yeah, we could be staying there a bit longer. It's it's funny, isn't it? Because you're so excited to go back, and then when you get back, you think you're reminded of your old lives, I suppose, and not that that's yes. bad in in any way, but it's just so different. Um, yeah. and if you do want. Yeah, and if you do want to make the change, then you you are itching. We've been itching to get back here <laughs> at times. Um, so we love it when people come and visit us here, and you can you can actually have a proper holiday. Yeah, 
because it's not like a holiday going back to the UK sometimes. Showing <laughs> off what you've discovered. Yes. Excited about it again. You know, yeah. It's a whole new excitement. Oh. Yeah. And have you taken any holidays in Australia? Have you been up to Queensland or have you been in? Um, Yeah. Um, we spent a lot of the first three or four years um, doing kind of hour or two hour trips out yeah. on Sydney, uh, all a bit for long weekends or yeah. whatever. Um, and when we could, we would. So that we travel back to the UK for a, a big holiday yeah. two years after being here. Well, you have plans <laughs> to, but you get here and you discover you've only got four weeks holiday. Yes. Year, whereas you have six weeks yeah. in the UK. Yeah. And Mark being in his his company, although it was multi industry, it was seen as construction. So yeah. you have the force shut down for two weeks over in Christmas. over Christmas. Mm. And it's such an expensive time to go away. Yeah. Other, uh, yeah, yes. It's expensive time to go away. So we didn't go away. So then you're left for two weeks it's... of the rest of the year. But now we, we, we this year we'd planned to and in fact we, we booked, booked we booked a trip to WA and we booked a trip weeks. to the Whit Sundays. Um, but both of which we've had to yes. Um, and a couple of local trips yeah. to postpone. But we had a great, again, we were saying earlier, we like surprises. Yeah. And <laughs> being older, we, when it comes to Christmas, it's hard. And work, two of them are working. It's hard to decide what to get them. Yeah. So one Christmas when James was coming out before COVID, we um, woke them on, James got in on the 23rd of December. We woke them the morning 24th December and said, yeah. right, you've got half an hour to pack your bags. Yeah. Somewhere We're going somewhere warm. Yeah. Um, we took the airport, we took them off to Vanuatu for oh, uh, fantastic. a surprise beach. <laughs> that was their Christmas present. Oh. Um, been to Bali, went to Bali for Christmas just before. We've been to yeah, we, 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 felt, we felt if we were going to live in Australia for any length of time, we really had to go to Bali yes. sooner <laughs> rather than later. And actually, we, we avoided the, um, I can't remember the place in Bali, but where, where most of the Aussies go. Yeah. Uh, we avoided that and we hired a, um, a really cheap, Yes. Oh, we we sounds lovely. And I think as well, being this side of a world, you've got access to go to those holidays where you probably yes. what, well, and it's cheaper. Yes. Like you can go to Japan quite easily and Asia. That's and, on our bucket list. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've been to New Zealand. Well, we haven't been to New Zealand. We went to Queenstown for five days. We took my mum for her 18th birthday, and we want to definitely want to do more New Zealand. Yeah. Um. But the um... well, I've travelled quite. I, I've been lucky. One of the great things that I've been fortunate with, it being over here, is that being um, working for a company that's all through um, Asia Pacific. Yeah. Um, I've travelled all over APAC to, yeah. through work, not 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 holidays. You, you yeah. don't get a lot of time off, but you might have an evening out in a particular place, so, and that's really been fantastic. Yeah, Hong wow. Kong, Shanghai, Singapore, Malaysia, New Zealand, quite a few times. Yeah. Um, all over Australia. The only state I haven't been to now is uh, Northern Territories. Yeah. Um, so, which is great. I would never have got that opportunity. It was yes. either it was up to Manchester and all yes. the way to London. Those were kind of Pretty much it. The other thing yes. we did when our eldest daughter was living in the UK, we didn't think we were going to see her because we didn't know she was going to surprise us, and she hadn't yeah. decided at that point she was going to. So we met her in San Francisco. Oh, yes. fantastic! Um, as a halfway. Yeah. So if somebody's we... moving out and they've got family they want to meet but haven't got the time to travel yeah. with that, that's always an idea to find. You know, we a middle the ground. Reason we wanted to get to Asia was because she'd done a lot of backpacking yeah. around Asia. We wanted to find somewhere none of us had been. Oh, and fantastic! Some Australian friends had recently been to San Francisco. 
Yeah, I no, that's a good idea. <laughs> Well, we've we've been up to Cairns and Port Douglas just for little breaks, and we lived up um, northern Brisbane, and we've lived in Brisbane as well, um, and then we've been to Melbourne um, and Sydney. We've not been to Perth yet, and we've not been to the Northern Territory, um, but we decided because we when we first came out, we had to do the farm work <laughs> with our visa, so we had three months on the farm, and that's how we met the people where we live now and we just we just love the area we kind of we went up to Brisbane so that I could get do my conversion and get work experience but every time we came back to this area we got goosebumps like going to Hull and I know that sounds silly but we we just felt it was home um so we set a five-year plan up to come back and we were back within six months when, as soon as we set that intention, um, like we, I said, right, Dan, what are we doing? And we both said we wanted to go back to this area. And um, as soon as we said that, it all kind of started happening really fast. And um, yeah, we was back within five, five or six months. Uh, um, and you haven't lost your accent yet either. No, it's not going anywhere, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's here to stay. Home? Yes, yes, I do. So I work um remotely. We're a, we've always been a remote firm. So um so yeah, so I work from home. Occasionally have to go to Brisbane or somewhere else. But obviously at the moment we're not going anywhere. So um but yeah, no, it's it's been absolutely brilliant because we can have the life that we we want. And this isn't for everyone. Like just like living in Sydney isn't for everyone. It's um, depends what you want from from life and everything, but we're half an hour forty. Yeah, no, <laughs> we're half an hour forty minutes from um, lovely beaches, and then we're it's lovely and peaceful, and we've actually felt a sense of community here for the first time, which we hadn't done before because we struggled at the beginning with friends and everything and friendships. Um, and and I think that is worse in the city. I do, I really do. I think when you do go more regional, you get to know, you do get to know people. But obviously, then there's downsides. You're not near all the amenities, um, and there aren't as many jobs. So, um, there's pros and cons. But um, yeah, it's um, it's been a, a wild ride. But I wouldn't regret the move. There's been difficult times, but I wouldn't regret it. Um, and are you here to stay? hopefully yes we we got our citizenship um we had a bit of a difficulty with citizenship because we moved states during and and this is like what we were saying before um we moved states after we put our citizenship application in so we ended up going to the back of the queue so we're in the queensland queue and then we ended up going back to the back of the new south wales queue and then they forgot to move my husband onto the queue, onto the new queue in New South Wales. They moved me and then they forgot about him. So then we got delayed again and then and then yeah and then COVID happened. So um it got cancelled the ceremony got cancelled but then it actually worked out better because we our mums and dads and my granddad all FaceTimed in and we had them on all our phones while we were doing the ceremony um, online oh, and, and they watched it so it was and it, we wouldn't have got that they wouldn't have been able to see that if it hadn't have been for covid so 
Um, so yeah, no. Your, I couldn't have done that with my mum. No, she should have butted in. No, she would have been upset. No, she would have said, when, she should have hoped they'd ask for anybody objections, like do a wedding. Yes. But no, I, I guess I was asking whether you kind of, you've got citizenship now, but you, you're planning to kind of stay here for the yes. rest of the time and all the rest of it. Yeah, definitely. Wouldn't go back. Yeah. The only... The only thing that I really struggle with is been both Dan and myself are only children, so our mums and dads are it's there's no brother or sister to um, to um not to make up, but they feel like they've lost us to Australia, I suppose. But um, yeah. Yeah. would they move out? Um, I think my mum would. I don't think my dad would. Um, he's very conservative, quite traditional. I think he he definitely wouldn't. Um, we will see. I'm not sure. Um, and then my granddad's too too old to probably well not too old, but he's probably can't travel that distance now. So he's um eighty one. So it'd probably be difficult for him to do the flight now. Um, but he would have wanted to come and see us. And I know Dan's mum and stepdad. I think they'd probably maybe come for like the longer like the um three months you know like the the tourist visa you can get i think they'd like to spend a bit more quality time like that and that's what um yeah we'd love them to come over for a long period and just really enjoy what we enjoy and see what we see but yeah i'd love them all to move over Yes, yeah, and I think it might be a case of um, we'd have to really work at persuading him because he probably has got it in his head that he can't probably do it. Yeah. But as long as yeah, tell about yeah. my mum. So yeah. she's eighty three and she's still going out. Yes, <laughs> I'll tell. Well, he'll be listening to this podcast when it goes out, so <laughs> I'll um, <laughs> I'll uh, well, I'll have to persuade him, but that he can do it when COVID opens up. <laughs> Because if you don't, if you don't do it, like our parents, both sides didn't come out for took five years for anybody to come and visit us, um, and that for us really was a shock. Um, our families were really supportive before we came, and they still are. But um, but we were surprised, and we did go back in the beginning. We went back um three times in the first three years so that was our our doing um but then we said after that no people need to come here now because we were using losing all of our annual leave and yeah. you sat in someone's front lounge in in hull and you don't feel like you've had a break um whereas when people have then come here we felt like we had a holiday as well and um, so it was it's been brilliant so yeah <laughs> but um, just a, one quick last question. Um, <laughs> um, what if you could tell anyone who's thinking about making the move or or is making the move? If you could give them one tip, what would it be? Arrive in summer. Don't yes. arrive in winter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a great question. Um, I mean, you've given so many tips throughout this hall and so would, many insights, uh, yeah, but just I, one. I would, um, uh, the, the 
thing I would do is think very carefully about where you want to live and do your research yeah. before you come. Yeah. Because the states are so very different. Yes. You know, you know, they they might all seem to be Australian. Yeah. Um, but as you and I, we all know now, we've been here. They are. They couldn't be more different than George. No. So, yeah. You know, you've got to think, and it's not just that the, the people. It, it's because they are very. Culture, I think they're very different as well. Yeah. Um, but also about the kind of the climate. You know. Yeah. You know, you've got the yes. heavy humidity up in in Queensland. I wouldn't go out there in the summer. <laughs> you'll, you'll be on the first plane back after yes. the trophy because it'll just be. Particularly if you're coming from Hull. Yes. On the dry day of the year, and you end up in Brisbane on a humid day, you'll think. Well, not being able to go in the sea because of the crops. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's difficult. I suppose one of the things we found, um, like we know someone who bought a property from the UK um, f- to move into straight away, and they'd never been to Australia before, and they'd actually bought a property in quite a bad suburb, but they didn't know that. Um, whereas we've just been renting, and we, we when we were in Brisbane, we we moved about five or six times um, because we weren't settling and we thought, well, why are we buying when we don't know where we want to live? So we're testing out all of these suburbs until we actually started to feel um, settled because once you buy here, it's quite expensive to move again. Yeah, Yeah, and it's quite competitive as well. And it takes a while to get to know yeah, definitely. The other, the, other use, the other useful thing, which I've seen other people do, so you may have them up in, in where you, your part of New South Wales, but we have things like Manly Living on, on Facebook yes, or yeah. Mossman Living or, yeah. or Northern Beaches or but Ponds in Sydney or yes, Ponds in Australia. Yeah. And so what we're now seeing, we're, we're members of that just to keep a yeah. going on, but what we're now seeing is quite a few um, Brits still in the UK saying we're coming out next year or we're, we're yeah. looking to live what uh, advice on this suburb yeah so that's quite schools. useful yeah because yeah. it's just from being in the UK we didn't do enough research before moving we didn't, we didn't do en- enough at all and um luckily it's all turned out okay for us but we everything's completely different to how I imagined it would be so <laughs> it's 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 I mean, I'm glad it's different, but it's you just don't realise the differences and even the heat and we thought it was hot all year round and all of those things that just completely throw you off, (laughs) throw you completely off guard. Yes, it yeah. English speaking, yeah. And it's not. And, this is another country. And I think as well on like all the promotional, like all the media, it's either the Sydney Harbour Bridge that they show you or it's Ayers Rock or, or it's some beach somewhere up in Queensland. And it's like you get this perception 
um, like I didn't realise how green parts, some parts of Australia were. Yes. And like, like yes. we live um, just right near where I'm a celebrity is filmed. So we're like right near the jungle, so we're right near there. But it's so funny, you don't realise how green, like we just didn't think that was here and the mountains and everything. We just didn't well, apparently, realize. Uh, one thing we did find out when we got here was that Sydney actually has a greater annual rainfall than London. Oh wow! <laughs> it's just that it doesn't. In London, it falls for six months of the year. In in Sydney, yes. it falls over about three days. Yes. <laughs> heavy rainfalls over a shorter period of time. So, yeah. So, How have you found yeah. the storms down in Sydney and everything? Have you found that? Um, that was another thing. I'm exciting. Yeah. It's a mixture of excitement and fear for me, I think. They are, they are spectacular. Yes. The, the lightning shows, the thunder shows. The big hailstones. Big ha- oh, yes. there was one they year, yeah. a few years back, about three years ago, where the hailstones actually were damaging cars. They were so big. Yes, the like, mass, they're, like, they're, they're like golf balls, aren't they? Yeah, it's unbelievable and it's boiling hot. <laughs> so, um, but, um, but you don't get those... Is much clearer, clearer. Yes. You don't get those horrible gray days. No. You get the odd gray day, but not many. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can do winter when it's, you know, even though we're joking about the cold and it's cold in the evenings and mornings, during the day it's actually quite yeah, nice. Yeah, it's lovely. Even in in Australia that you've been to yet? I think it was the one down in Jervis Bay because that's the only time I've swam in Jervis oh, I'm, I'm such a wimp, you know. I've heard <laughs> about the States, but I have not been swimming in the sea here. I love yes. walking along the beaches. Yeah. I went to Jervis Bay and we were staying in a place called Vincentia. Vincentia? Yeah. Um, I think it was called... It may have been called Balmoral Beach. Yeah. We've got a lovely beach near us here called Balmoral as well, so I may have got that completely wrong. Yeah. Um, it was just beautiful. The yes. water was just so clear. But even I went in for a swim. Yeah, oh, lovely. Anywhere but Bondi. Yes. I would say. <laughs> and... it's, I'm not a big fan of Bondi. It's a very young person's, um, but it's also heaving with people. Yes. Um, yeah. And, it, it, and, that, and that's a tough question because there are so many yeah. brilliant beaches Jervis yeah. Bay Byron Bay yeah um, we love the uh, one of our favorites we're going to admit it is, Man- is Manly yeah yeah beach, we are. Beach. and yeah. we've got different types of beaches here in Sydney I don't know if it's the same in any of the other states but where because you've got the harbour beaches as well yeah. as the ocean beaches yes and yeah some of the harbour beaches are pretty, it's so pretty as well yeah they're lovely aren't they yeah, yeah. you've got, got the rough seas so lovely for kids that's but Pretty beaches. Yeah. No crocs down here. No, no crocs where we are either. Where's your favourite place in Australia? You know, like if you could go on a weekend break, um, where would you go? Yeah, I don't think we've been to enough places yet to. Um, um I think some of the, so the Blue Mountains. I have yeah. to say, I think are spectacular. Yeah. Uh, Only ask us after we've been to the Whit Sunday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and if, um, 
we haven't been disappointed in any of our trips. No. We've had weekends in like the Hunter Valley. This is all in New South Wales. Yes. Yeah. Um, Port Stephens area. We love, we, we love Byron Bay. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, yeah, the town of Byron. It's a great vibe. Yeah. It's a really kind of relaxed vibe down there. Yes. Or the, the, the other big place that we're desperate to get to, which is, I can't say it's our favourite because we haven't been there, is the... Um, the, the uh, Twelve Apostles down on... Oh, um, yes. Great Ocean Road. Great Ocean Road, Road yes. Uh, South Australia. Yeah, yeah fantastic. In South Australia. And, and uh, so, so many things we just want yeah. to do. I don't think we can... No, I... I know, I feel the same. There's so many things to do and so many places to go that you just can't fit it all in. Um, and if you could do a road trip, where would you where would you go would you do like the east coast or no i we we would i'm gonna ask for myself but maria might be the same if it wasn't the great um ocean road on the south yeah we would love to do the uh northwest in um wa yes uh, which is the um uh, the kimberley kimberley and yeah Bungles. Oh, yeah kimberley. oh fantastic the northern territory and go to kakadu Ka- yeah, yeah we would wow. love to do that trip yeah, it all also, sounds fantastic. One day. <laughs> one day. One day. Yes. But in the, with, with COVID, if we can't get out of New South Wales this year, and having had to delay two trips, I wouldn't mind just going up the um, sort of the, the north side of Sydney, up yes. to the Queensland borders, yeah. just along the coast there, and then come oh. back in. We haven't really seen any outback yet, so we've come back in yeah. inland a bit and see a little yeah. bit of outback. You should if well if you come up to the to near the border you should come and drop me a message cause, and come and see us. <laughs> I'd love to. Where, as long as you've moved that snake. <laughs> oh yes, it's all okay. We're we're expert at, at um, snake catching now, and <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> and he's not, he's not poisonous, so that if that makes you feel no, any okay. better, yeah. <laughs> but no, you're very welcome to come and come and drop by if you make it up here. So it'd be nice to meet you in person. <laughs> yeah, I just, that would be lovely. I just wanted nice. to. It's, oh, sorry, that, sorry, it. Maria. That, that's the other thing you're saying that about. Um, we were saying earlier about um the market being smaller, and I'm finding that with the legal market, it's so much smaller that you get to know people. Yeah. And um, you know, we're working. I worked in London as first qualified. Didn't know anybody in the building next yes. door. Whereas in Sydney, yeah. I've got a few of the lawyers now, and even through groups like like the Happy Lawyer and, and yeah. Uh, uh, a couple of estate planning and things you get to know other lawyers. So I've got to know one in WA, some in Victoria, and it's. I find it's people. Nice I find in our profession, and I don't know if it's the same with you, Mark, but there's people want to connect and people want to collaborate with each other and um like just being part of the club and the happy lawyer happy life has been amazing for me because it gave me the inspiration to keep on going and to get through that conversion and think there's something at the end of this and then even now um it's how I've got to writing my book and I've got this encouragement that I never would have had in the UK and it's strange like when I ring home and I tell mum what I'm up to and she's like oh you're just amazing and I'm like mum I'm not people that people I'm surrounded by are doing this that and and I'm doing it but I'm no different from them but I think if I was in the UK doing it especially up north I feel as well um I feel it, it is very different to, I don't think I'd have done anything that I do now if I was still back yeah. back in the UK and, and that's not being horrible to where I come from so I love 
where I come from, like it's my original home. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's just so different, and the opportunity we've had has been fantastic, and feeling that community, which I never felt. Um, even in the legal community in the UK, I didn't feel what I feel now, and that's probably as a result of Clar- Clarissa Raywood. But, um, but yeah, that's um, that's but what's been absolutely brilliant about the move, I suppose. So. Oh, it's, yeah, well, that book cover is just stunning. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, well, Good luck with it. Thank you very much. It's um, I'm just uh, you're the last last piece now for um for the book, so. Um, so that will be able to get proofread now. Um, I've been through the initial edit and everything and just needs to be proofread and then it will be printed. So I'm hoping it will get released by the end of the year. Um, <laughs> so congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. And thank you so much for both coming on and having a chat with me and sharing your story. And it's been really, really interesting to hear what you've been through and I really resonated with so many of the things that you've said as well. <laughs> oh no, it's been our pleasure and it's, as you say, it's been you know, good for us as well to hear that you shared and, and from some of the other stories you were sharing with us. Um, yes. Through, <laughs> so, we've all gone through the same sort of Yes. Emotions. And as you said, so, it works for some and not for others. Yeah. Thank you so much to Mark and Maria for taking the time out to share their story with me today and what an incredible story that was. I came away from chatting to Mark and Maria feeling so incredibly positive and inspired. First, I loved hearing their story, the journey they have been on to finally becoming Aussie citizens and the highs and lows along the way. But second, I came away with such inspiration Chatting to Mark and Maria took me straight back to my why for embarking on this project, writing my upcoming book and starting this podcast. My why was essentially to give people who are thinking about or who are making the move down under an honest and realistic idea of what moving to the other side of the world can be like. And Mark and Maria certainly gave us so many insights on this, which I hope you can all take away. Thank you again, Mark and Maria. If you would like more information about making the move to Australia, please contact me on my website, social media, by email or on WhatsApp. Links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Dreaming Down Under podcast. See you again soon.